You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. Number 11, Luke chapter number 11, Matthew, Mark, Luke, uh, Luke chapter number 11, and the first 13 verses here is where we are at tonight as the Lord is instructing in this area uh, of prayer. And so Luke 11, and let's look at verse number 1, and I just follow along as I read Luke chapter 11, verse number 1. The Bible says, And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, his disciples, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, When ye pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. Give us day by day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive every one that is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend, and shall go unto him at midnight, and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves? For a friend of mine in his journey is come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not, the door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot arise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? So uh, we went over uh, in the last two weeks, we went over in week one, uh, just the outline of, of prayer here. And we went through that, and you should have that in your hand. Uh, we went over praise. Uh, we went over pleasure, uh, provision, penitence, protection, people, and power. And so those are the seven outlines that we find here uh, as the Lord was teaching these, these disciples on how to pray. Now, which one did we finish on last week? I'm sorry? Pleasure, number two. Okay, uh, so we got a long way to go, all right? Uh, but uh, tonight, my goal is not to just get you to fill in things. I want to help you develop your prayer list. So, so as we're going through uh, and, and as we are going over some of this, I want your mind to be thinking, oh, this person or this thing. These are things that I need to pray about and keep your pen out and start writing those things down because this, this is to help you in your time as you are opening up and praying and spending time with the Lord. Uh, I could give you just an outline and verses, but 
it wouldn't be personal. And as soon as it becomes personal, it's different. You know, the reality is, all of us have heard that somebody is going to ha- that ha- somebody has cancer, and in your mind you think, "Oh, that's too bad." But if you know them, it's a whole different ballgame. That word is used for it's put out, and it's put out in our in our culture all the time, and we we know it. But when it's somebody personal, now all of a sudden there's a different depth of meaning and the same thing in our prayers when they're personal that's where that depth of of meaning is and so we're going to look at these seven areas these basic points and so uh, first of all you know we started with praise and praising the lord and of course we want to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise uh then we see that uh we can uh uh, pray uh, that uh, uh, His will be done, and so pleasure uh, that uh, the Lord's pleasure be be sought out. Uh, number three is where we're going to start tonight, dealing with provision, provision. And you know, in verse number three here of Luke eleven, uh, He said, "Give us day by day our daily bread. Give us day by day our daily bread. We don't want daily bread." You say, well, pastor, sure I do. I want daily bread. No, we want our cabinets full. We, we don't want just daily bread. We want money for next month's rent. Already this month. We don't want daily bread. We want a closet full of clothing. We want the security of things around us and I'm and I'm not and I'm not saying that those are bad things but that's not what the Lord told us to pray for. The Lord told us to pray for give us day by day our daily bread. That means that if there's money in the bank and if there is food in the cabinets, I still need to be coming to God and trusting him for the meal that I'm about to eat. Because without his provision, it all goes away. It can all disappear in just a moment. It could disappear with a fire. It could just disappear with uh, just a few moments of time, a few days or weeks. Uh, and all the resources that we felt like gave us so much security, those can be wiped away in just a moment. And, and now all of a sudden we're at a different spot. The Lord doesn't want us just to uh, come to him uh, for, for all of our security. God wants us to come before him and trust him for our daily existence. You know, majority of people in the world are in that position. You leave America, and we will find that there are people that are, that are begging for something just to feed a hungry stomach right now. And I'm not saying that we don't have that around us. I was on the phone 
uh, about 6.35 tonight uh, with a man that was calling and, and uh, has urgent needs. And he used to be in our area and moved away. And, uh, and, and we've ministered to him when, when he was in town. Uh, but uh, he is in that spot now where uh, he doesn't have anything. And there are people that are in that spot, but they aren't the only one that should be seeking for their urgent need of the day. You and I are supposed to be asking God to provide for today. Today. So, uh, give us day by day our daily bread. Go to Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 24. Matthew chapter 6. In Matthew, we find here uh, the Lord giving some instruction. Uh, Matthew chapter number 6 and verse number 24. Uh, Matthew 6, 24. Uh, the Bible tells us here, Matthew 6, uh, he says in verse number 24, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not life more than meat and the body than raiment? Now, just stop and think about that for a second. Is not uh, li the life more than meat and the body than raiment. Here the, the Lord is trying to get us to recognize it's not all about just our personal care. We are so spoiled. And I like it. I'm, I'm spoiled. I know it. And I like it. And there's nothing wrong with that. But our, our mindset can't be just abundance. We need to be trusting the Lord for every aspect. And so it goes on, verse 26, Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit to his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Why, why are we thinking about these things? Consider the lily of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe ye, you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. Now, that, that remark there, all these things uh, do the Gentiles seek, he's talking about the godless, those without God, uh, the people that are outside the commonwealth of Israel, the people that are outside uh, the, the, uh, the family of God. And so the Gentiles had not been gone to with the gospel up to this point. And so he says all these things, these are the things that the Gentiles or the godless or the unsaved, that's what they focus on. Uh, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, wherewithal you shall be clothed. Uh, and then uh, he says, for your heavenly Father know, knoweth that you have need of all these things, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness 
and all these things shall be added unto you. You know, you and I, uh, as we seek the Lord and put Him first, God takes care of all the extra stuff. You know, we, we've got to get our eyes off the extra stuff and then trying to get God to just give us more of what we want. We need to just be keeping our focus on what the Lord would want and keep our focus on Him. And He has a way of blessing. Uh, he takes care of us. Why? Because He is a wonderful Father. He is a loving Father. He cares about us. He's not, gonna, he's not going to leave us destitute. And so uh, here, uh, the, the, uh, uh, the prayer, though, is, uh, or the, the promise is for food. It is for clothing there. Uh, and, and here God says that we need to be consumed uh, or just asking for our urgent needs, our daily urgent, urgent needs. Not all the extra stuff. Lord, provide for my family today. Lord, we need, we need food today. He said, well, pastor, can you pray for food when you have food? He tells us to pray for rain in the time of the latter rain. Why is that? He wants us to be praying for what he already gives us. He wants us to be recognizing that he is the one that provided that. And when, when we, we are praying for our food and thanking Him for our food and asking Him to meet those needs, it's helping us recognize that that food that's on our table was not because of us. He said, well, I went to work and I earned the money and I went to the grocery store. Uh, God gave us the ability to do all of that. And so it's not because of us. He gives us everything we need uh, to be able to be sustained. He gives us our health. He gives us our mind. He gives us our intellect. He gives us our strength. He gives us the desire. He gives us the opportunity. Uh, John 15, 15, uh, the Lord said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. Now, I understand he's talking about fruit bearing there, but the principle is true. Without the Lord, we can do nothing. In every aspect, uh, we can bring that in. Colossians 1.17, the Bible says, And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Everything uh, is made available or that opportunity. Everything comes back to the graciousness of Almighty God. And so uh, provision, we need to be uh, trusting the Lord for our just daily provision and asking Him to meet those needs. And it, it will help us to be more thankful uh, for what He has provided for us. Uh, so number three, uh, provision. Number four, penitence. Now, I, out of all of these, this is one of them that, I, that uh, is just so, so wonderful that God would forgive us. Just, just stop and think about that for a minute. God is a loving God, but God is a forgiving God. I mean, gone, 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 gone. Yes, my sins are gone. What a blessing. I mean, when you think that we can come before God and He will forgive, that's a, that's a powerful that's a powerful thought. 
Psalm 139. This is a, uh, these are verses that I go over every day in my life. Psalm 139, 23, 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in, a way, in the way everlasting. You know, I, I can think that I'm okay. If I look around at other people and maybe I can... I can think about people that are in jail or in prison and they've done horrible things and, and I might pat myself on the back thinking that I am somebody that's pretty good. But when you start looking at it through eyes of perfection and that we have all fallen short of the glory of God, sort of smacks you in the face that man there's a lot there's a lot there's a lot more wrong than there is right and here when we come before the lord and truly learning how to ask for forgiveness and it be real well lord forgive me for wrong and moving on because really you didn't think that there, you'd done anything wrong? But we say, Lord, well, Lord, forgive me. Thank you for being so good. Thank you for being forgiving and just moving on as though there isn't anything you need forgiveness of. Why is it that we need him to search? Why did David come before God and say, search me, O God. He was a man after God's own heart. What do we learn here? We learn that there were things, David knew that there were things in his heart that he didn't even know about that were wrong, but God knew that they were wrong. Our motives aren't as pure as we might think. Our desires, our forgiveness, and here, that asking God to reveal what's in us. Jeremiah seventeen nine. the Bible says the heart is deceitful. Uh, he, he said it's deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? There, there are depths of sin in us that we don't know anything about. There are things that we would, and I'm not saying that we are a bunch of horrible, uh, wicked, vile, reprobate people, but I am telling you there is, there is sin that is down in us, in our own sin nature, that we might pass over that God does not. Isn't it easy to see wrong in somebody else? I mean, it's, it's easy. Think about your kids. I mean, my kids did anything wrong. If I saw the smallest thing in them, man, I was on them. Why? Because I could see me in it. And it was just like this reflection of, oh no, that can't happen. I don't want that. And so you're always trying to stifle that. Uh, but the reality is, all of us have it. 
And it's easy to see in somebody else. It's very hard to see in ourselves. And so uh, penitence here, uh, coming before God and asking Him uh, to reveal what's going on in our on in our life. Uh, Proverbs 4.23, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Go to Luke chapter number 18. Luke chapter 18, and I'm going to have to hasten here. Luke chapter number 18 and verse number 9. I'm going to go ahead and start reading. You can catch up with me. Uh, Luke chapter 18, verse 9 to 13. And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Now, we would never say that that's us. But how many times have we looked at somebody else with a little bit of disgust? Why did we look at them with disgust? Because we felt like we were better. And here he goes on. Uh, he says, Two men went up to the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. Now, you listen to this prayer, and the arrogance that's in this prayer is unbelievable. And I can't imagine that we would audibly use this as a prayer, but the Lord here is, he is using, and the Bible tells us this is a parable. Uh, So it is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. This wasn't an actual prayer that was prayed, uh, but God is saying to us that this is what people's prayers are like. They may not verbalize this, but when I am listening to their prayers, this is what I'm hearing as they pray. Uh, So the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. We know how the Lord comes back, and he asks him a question, which one went away forgiven? And we know it was the, uh, the publican that was forgiven. Uh, and, you know, you and I, we need, we need to be seeking God uh, to, to have forgiveness uh, for us. We need to be able to ask him to reveal what's not right in my life uh, so we can deal with that. Uh, uh, Psalm 51, David said, have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy mercies, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from mine iniquities, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. Now, we know that this is the, uh, the, uh, the prayer that David is coming back to God. And uh, he, he now is praying after he's committed adultery and after he has, uh, he has uh, killed Uriah the Hittite. And so we know he's coming back. This is after uh, Nathan put his finger in his face and said, Thou art the man. So uh, th- this is a, a time of, uh, of getting things right. But David's, his words, his prayer, just recognizing our sin is against God. Our sins are a slap in the face of a holy God. And 
others may not think that our unrighteousness is that big of a deal. But when you compare it to a perfect holy God, it is, it's unacceptable. It's wicked. And God says we need uh, to ask for forgiveness. Number five, uh, we need to be asking for protection. Uh, He says, forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Uh, Let me back up just for a second there. Uh, We were asking for forgiveness of sins, uh, but the Lord ties in uh, for we forgive others that are indebted to us. So uh, if we are going to come before the Lord asking for him to be forgiving, God wants us to be forgiving as well. Uh, But in that protection now, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Uh, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now, uh, temptation. All of us are tempted. Everybody is tempted. There are temptations. Uh, these temptations, uh, he is not talking about uh, here in this passage, he's not talking about just the trial that we face. He's talking about things that will allure us away. He's talking about things that will draw us away from him and into sin or just away from God. You know, good things can take us away from God. It doesn't have to be evil. In this whole pandemic, there are a lot of good people that have separated, they have filled their schedules once it was filled with ministry and church and serving others. Now it's filled with other things. Not bad things, not wicked things, but these other things now are keeping them from being where they need to be. You know, Lead us not into temptation isn't just saying no to wicked things. It's saying no to the things that are going to draw us away from the Savior. When I was in college, uh, we were, I was working and I uh, got, a, got a job, I was welding, and uh, as, as I was welding at this company, uh, the, I was working at uh, U.S. Steel, as a steel fabricator, and uh, we were we were out there working on this job. Well, the steel mill uh, went on strike, and when they went on strike, you could not cross. You could not cross a a union line. Uh, they literally flew in uh, presidential. It was a company that was in charge of presidential bodyguard to try to protect the plant. Uh, it was. I mean, it was just. It's something beyond what we can even comprehend. But they still want the steel mill. They're still trying to get a lot of things done. So they started flying in with helicopters, the welders. They'd fly you into the plant because they couldn't go through the gates. And you would work for uh, two weeks and then they'd fly you out for a weekend. They'd fly you back in for two weeks. Well, it was during college. And there, we're talking some big money at that point. And so uh, these guys, they were, they, were, uh, they were put into this position now where uh, they could not go to college. And they were asking me uh, when I was going to go, and I ended up leaving that job. And I told them, I said, I would love, I would love the money, but 
I didn't move 2,200 miles across the country to go work for them. I went to go to Bible college. You know what? Every guy that I know that took that job did not finish college, and they are not in the ministry. Now, I am not a, I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back. It was a, it was a temptation, not a sinful thing, not a wicked, vile thing, but it would have taken me away from what God's plan for my life was. You know, just because you get a job offer that has more benefits does not mean that that's where you need to be. I'm not saying that sometimes God doesn't do that. But how many times have we seen somebody that has taken some perfect offer, but they lose their family, they get away from church, they get away from serving the Lord, and now this, this thing that looks so good was the worst thing that ever happened to them. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now, that delivering us from evil, there is a wicked one who does not just want to, uh, to injure us, he wants to destroy us. And so deliver us from evil. Uh, Matthew 6, 13, lead us not into temptation, uh, but deliver us from evil. Uh, Matthew uh, 26, 41, watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Mark 14, 38, watch ye and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. The spirit truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Second Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, word, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And, and here, uh, we just have to realize we need the Lord's protection uh, to keep us on the right path. And, and just asking the Lord to guide us. Uh, the Bible says His Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Now, there's a difference between those. A lamp is broadcasting light. And God says that lamp it's a lamp unto our feet. So that is casting uh, light right around where that next step is. It's a light unto our path. It's shining down that, that road. That's shining down that path for our direction to make sure that we are recognizing things that are in the way. And we need the Lord to deliver us from evil. Uh, we need, our kids need us to be, on, uh, be vigilant about this uh, because if we get off track, they're off track. If, if we get off the path, they're off the path. And there's so much at stake. And so uh, asking the Lord for protection. Uh, and we need to be uh, asking God to, to reveal to us, uh, to protect us, and help us to have that wisdom to understand when the devil is tempting us and when the world is trying to draw us away. Number six, praying for people. People. Now, I'm going to just help give you some, 
some areas when we're thinking about praying uh, for people. Uh, with, with that, of course, pray for your family. You know, pray for your family. Pray for them by name. Write their names down. You know, I pray, I pray for my, my wife. I pray for our kids. I pray for our grandkids. I, pray for, I prayed for our, our kids' spouse from the time that they were born. I'm praying for our grandchildren's spouse. They're going to die, but uh, uh, I, can't, I can't even imagine. I'll just shoot somebody. Uh, but uh, uh, anyway, no, but I'm, I, I am, I'm praying for them. That, that is such, so important. And praying, praying for our family, uh, parents and grandparents and siblings, and uh, pray, pray for those that are lost in your family. So pray for your family, your immediate uh, uh, family, your children, your, uh, their spouses. Uh, pray for your parents and grandparents. Pray for your grandchildren. Uh, pray for your friends. Pray for your friends. You know, it's, we, we generalize things too often. And when we generalize things, there, our prayers will not be as fervent. And so, so pray, for, pray for your friends. Pray for, I said pray for your family, pray for your friends, pray for the faithful, pray for the church. Pray for, pray for the people in the church. Pray for the people that you sit next to. You know, and if you don't know people's names, get their name, write their name down, and pray for them. And when you pray for them, you'll remember their name. So pray for them. Uh, pray for your church family. Pray for, pray, pray for your pastor. Please, I beg you, pray for your pastor. Pray for the staff. There, there, are, there are battles that all of us face and, and there are targets that are on us. Anytime you're in a leadership position, there's a target uh, that is on you, a crosshair. Uh, pray, for, pray for the school. Pray for uh, the mission, uh, the mission of soul winning, reaching uh, the community uh, with the gospel. Uh, pray for community outreach. Pray for our missionaries. Uh, the mission of the church. Uh, break down. Uh, maybe you teach in a Sunday school class, or maybe you're working in a nursery, or maybe you're helping with an area. Uh, put that on your prayer list. Don't, don't just be engaged in something. Pray about it. Uh, pray for the faithless. Pray for the faithless, the lost. They need, they need the Lord. The only good thing about us is we got saved. And they need the Savior. So pray for the lost. Uh, pray for lost family members, friends, co-workers, acquaintances. Pray for, in the faithless, don't just pray for the lost. Pray for the wandering. Don't disregard people when they wander. It's... It's heartbreaking when somebody walks away from the Lord. But that, didn't, that shouldn't make us 
wash our hands of them. Pray for them. And ask the Lord to just draw them back. Uh, pray for uh, the faithless. Pray for the finances. Uh, pray for your personal uh, finances with your stewardship. Uh, pray, for, uh, pray for the personal stewardship, your giving. Uh, pray for uh, a legacy. Ask God to help you to have a legacy uh, in your giving. Uh, pray for uh, the finances with the ministry needs. And then pray uh, lastly here on that uh, area, faculty of government. Pray for those that are in authority. First uh, Timothy 2, 1 through 4, I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks uh, be made for all men. So that prayer there for those that are in government, those that are in leadership, uh, pray for them, put their, put their names down and pray for them. And then lastly, uh, and I've got to hasten here, lastly, number, number seven, pray for power. Pray for power. The Lord said in verse number 9, And I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Luke 11. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he, uh, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit uh, to them that ask him? And, you know, we need, we need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit in our life. Not only does the Holy Spirit comfort us, but the Holy Spirit also empowers us. Acts chapter 1 and verse number 8. But ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye sh shall be, uh, he says in Acts 1, 8, I'm sorry. Uh, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. So we need the Holy Spirit's power. If we are going to be able to accomplish and live the life we're supposed to live, we need the Holy Spirit to lead us, to guide us, to empower us, uh, to follow Him. Uh, Luke 19.10, uh, the Bible tells us that the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. So if we are to, to accomplish God's plan, we need God's help to do so. And there is no way that we can effectively serve God without the Spirit of God leading us, guiding us, and empowering us. And so, uh, several, several other uh, verses that go along with that. Uh, for time's sake, I won't go there. Go there, but uh, Matthew nine thirty eight, Mark sixteen fifteen, uh, Matthew twenty eight nineteen and twenty, uh, just talking about the mission that God has given to us, and we need the Holy Spirit to help us. Now, with this, we've gone over a whole lot of things. And you know, the Bible, the Lord looked at the disciples when he was in Gethsemane and he said, could you not watch one hour? Could you not pray one hour? Now, that, that question, I don't believe goes just across the board for everybody. But we could pray. And 
with a prayer list that is developed, praying for an hour is not unrealistic. Now, how many of you have been working on the praising sign? How does that make you, how do you feel as you're just coming before the Lord and praising Him? I mean, it just makes your prayer life come alive. And all of these areas, as we just develop each one, it will help that relationship with the Lord to grow closer and closer. So, say, Pastor, are you trying to get me to pray an hour a day? No, but I'm, I'm asking you to pray. I'm asking you to pray. Our nation needs you to pray. Our world needs you to pray. Our church needs you to pray. Our families, your family, we need, we need to pray. And this is this outline. If we take and we fill these areas in, we can find that prayer is, is an oppor- opportunity to come into the presence of God and build that relationship personally in our own life. Father, I do pray that you'd help all of us tonight. And uh, Lord, we did go over a lot of things, but I do pray that as we work through our own prayer list, that you would help us to develop uh, this relationship with you to where we can come before you and we can pray. And, and Lord, that we would uh, get to, to know you better. And so I pray that that would be the case in each and every person's life. Help all of us, Lord, to grow closer to you and just draw us to yourself. Help us, Lord, as we pray. Uh, we want to know you better. And so I pray that the, uh, the barriers would be removed and you would be, be sought after by each and every one of your children. Has bowed eyes closed. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.